Welcome to This is what we've been talking about. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, we're talking. We're back here. We're, we're talking. Here. Good to see you. Good talking to hear you. Stuff. Yeah, man. We're talking about all kinds of stuff. Man. Yeah. Just you, a, guys, you guys might not want to hear it, but we're going <laughs> to talk about it anyway. Hey, you could turn it off. You can listen to it twice. Whatever you guys yeah. want to do is cool with us. That's the beauty of this thing. We don't, we don't care. We just, <laughs> we, this is the stuff we talk about and uh, we're just going to, we're going to lay it out there. Yeah, man. I mean, there's so much to talk about, man. We got such uh, a jam-packed uh, outline for today's podcast. Uh, if we get to it all, it'll be a miracle. Yeah, that's pretty much every <laughs> week. But you right, because you want to talk about like you know manly things like sports and you know beers and meat, cooking, smoking <laughs> stuff, and you know right. man projects and you know getting crap done in the fall. And oh man, you want to talk about all that stuff and you want to talk about things men struggle with, but. You know, we want to talk about, you know, crap that's going on in society that's making our culture look like trash and how men can kind of, you know, bond together and, you know, come together and try to change some of those crazy ideals and ideologies. But, you know, it's just so much stuff and, you know, it's hard to hard to scale it down sometimes. I mean, people, society puts it all up against uh, some of it is all of against men. Uh, we have to deal with all of it, no matter what. Some of it is right. targeted towards us, and yeah. some of it is just out there that we have to deal with. And uh, I think last a lot week, of it's, I think a lot of it's targeted towards us. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it is. You know, I, I, I'd like to think that we're not like delusional to think no, that it's, you know, all about us. But uh, the stuff that we talk about on this podcast is about men and what we have to deal with. Yeah. I mean, last week we talked about the woke, uh, um, wokeism and, yeah. and like cancel culture and kind of introduced uh, that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, and how that's, uh, affecting us and, and, uh, you know, just sort of in a general way today we got more stuff on it, but I mean, yeah, I mean, we, you know, one of the things with cancel culture, right? Like, is it kind of attacks your freedom to, to express your views, yeah. you know, uh, you know, um, just freedom to express views. And obviously that would, would hurt men, you know, especially if, you know, those out there that were trying to silence people like us, you know, yep. from, from giving our views, or let's say it was kind of an anti, anti male presence out there trying to silence men, you know, and say, you know, or, or call us, you know, uh, you know, chauvinists and those kinds of things, because, you know, there, there's this thing out there where mm. if us men right now are trying to point out some of the problems in, in culture today, there's this, there's this, this underlying um, thought out there that it's because we're afraid to lose the things we've gained as mm. men in society. And, and that has nothing to do with it. Like, yeah. I, I could care less about the power that the male gender has in society. I could care less about that. I care more about society functioning and being free and being, you know, uh, being successful and, and not, not focusing on, you know, if you say the wrong thing, you get canceled or, 
You yeah. know, if you don't follow this certain progressive ideology, you get canceled. That's like, right. Because that's basically there's no freedom in that. That's no. saying follow our side or right. you get canceled. That's 100 uh, percent anti-American, anti-First yes. Amendment. And yeah. man, uh, God forbid that we ever did that. You know, on, on on the other side of the coin. Yeah, and if, like a, if that I'm ever more happened, of like, like a freedom type ideology, right? Like if we said, yeah. well, you have to believe what we all believe in, and we're going to silence you. Listen, I, I, you and I both, James, have opinions on a variety of topics, right? So, but not once, and we might say, "Oh, that's dumb," or "That's you know, whatever." You know, we might say stuff about it to ourselves. Uh, yeah. But I'm not going to go march. I'm not going to go cancel somebody because they believe in something that I don't believe in. No, I and think that's exactly every- and that's exactly what yeah. they are doing. Yes. It's and they have them. every right to believe in yes. things that I think is absolutely insane. Right. And I support them believing in the things that I think is insane. Right. So right. if I have a if I have a business that doesn't want to, uh, you know, uh, goes against your uh, beliefs um, to sell certain products or whatever, you know, that's, it, it becomes a bit of a gray area, but the, the bottom line is the cancel culture cancels them because of what they believe in or what they say or yep. what a policy is. The bottom line is the canceling should be done by the, by the masses. Yeah, exactly. And in two things real quick, Alan, here's the Go thing. Ahead. Number one, why is it one way with this? Why is it that these progressives will cancel everybody if you don't follow their views. Right. But it doesn't go the other way. Like, <clears throat> I guess the opposite of progressives would maybe be like conservatives. Like that might be on the other far end. Why sure. aren't conservatives acting the same way? Well, because we believe in freedom. I mean, I, I am a conservative. Okay. So I believe yeah. in freedom. I don't care if I don't agree with your views, you have the right to express them. So, why is it a one-sided kind of hypocritical thing? You know, yeah, that, I, I don't really have an answer for that, but uh, I don't I even think know. it's the institutions, right? Because remember we talked about how the institutions are basically completely controlled by that progressive ideology. Absolutely. So if, if the institutions control it, then really the other side of the institutions have no say essentially. I think the bottom line is, is that, I mean, from my perspective, as simple as this is, I want to tell inappropriate humor and jokes. Is it what I believe in? No, I want to tell a joke about this or that and the other thing without people getting offended. Mm-hmm. Is it an offensive joke? Yeah, maybe. But look, I, I'm a bald guy. I don't get offense uh, uh, offended by a bald guy joke. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. but if I did, am I going to cancel you? Right. I mean, that's the basics of it, right? Right. So like I said, um, number one was kind of like, why is there hypocrisy with progressive ideology getting all the say? And the other thing was, you know, here's the thing, Alan, is that the cancel culture that is a result of this wokeism or woke culture, it hurts men. Because think about it for a second. What if you're on the end of being canceled? Yeah. So what if you're a business owner or just, it just doesn't matter. There could be a million different ways that you could be canceled by this. Right. You could lose your job. You could lose your business. You could lose whatever. Right. That hurts men. Like if I can't, 
if I can't provide for my family, if I can't grow a business, if I can't, if I can't do those things, then, um, then a man is hurt. And if a man is hurt, his family's hurt. And if a family's hurt, that has a ripple effect on lots of different things. Absolutely. And it also breeds uh, beta males. And yeah. it, <laughs> it does. Uh, I mean, it's well, most it's, of those people that are woke are beta males. Like any males that are woke, they're beta. There's no question about it. It's trying to turn an alpha male into beta males. I mean, that's exactly what it is. So if I'm outspoken about my opinion and it's not, you know, outrageous, uh, um, like, you know, I don't like kill all the Jews or something. I mean, obviously <laughs> there's something wrong with that, but right. you know, if, if I have an opinion about something and somebody else doesn't like it or a group doesn't like it and they can have me fired, they, I right. can lose my source of income. Yeah. And it's not I, just for people what? that like own businesses, Alan, like you and I, like, and we, yeah. we don't, the jobs that we work are normal, like 40 hour a week jobs are, mm -hmm. we don't own the companies. Right. Okay. So we work for somebody else and what would it take for us to get fired? I mean, say the wrong thing on this podcast, say the wrong thing somewhere else and you're fired from it. So all of yeah. a sudden we lose the ability to, um, provide which is, okay, men, I would say the two main things, there's a ton of things men need to do, but two things are provide and protect your family. Yeah. Well, you're taking away one of the main things. Right. Right there, just because of your views. And this is what this ideology is pushing. It is. It's not just to shut down these businesses, Alan. It's to no. silence you and me. It's Even to if change... We didn't yeah. Even if we didn't have this podcast, they want us, they want us in our, in our tiny little worlds and our tiny little lives. They want to shut us up. They want to say, you don't speak anything against us. Just be quiet. That's exactly right. And where have I heard that before yeah. in history? Right? Yeah. I mean, in uh, Deutschland. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's an easy thing to say that it's just like Hitler or whatever, but you know, honestly, you know, this is. America. What what number amendment is freedom of speech? It's number one. Man, <laughs> sometime we got to talk more about that, but how brilliant were those men? Oh my god. There's nothing like it even today, I don't think. No. Take take the the smartest, the most brilliant minds today. Do you think they could develop this democracy and this constant all this stuff that we have here? There's no way. I, I honestly have zero confidence that that could happen. And nobody can really debate these things away. I mean, I know there's big right. debates on Second Amendment and all these other things. But the bottom line is, uh, you know, the foresight that they had uh, to be able to uh, come up with these amendments, <laughs> these these uh, these rights. And yeah. and to this day, nobody can really argue them away, nope. you know. But man, they've tried. Is they've tried and, over and over. Yeah, they're trying right now. And they're trying right now and coming up with all this stuff. And it's like making making garbage up to try to like you know get rid of these amendments or like you know give it time though. I don't know, man. I don't know if we'll live long enough to see this, but you know it's possible that there'll be a time where they just create more amendments to you mm. know to to ruin the amendments that are there. And yeah, you know it's it's a mess. I mean, right now, uh, luckily, the Supreme Court is, um, in my mind, in the right way. 
you know, for the most part, right? Yeah, they yeah they make we, rational judgments based rational. on the law. I mean, yeah, in the Constitution, just hopefully, hopefully that remains sane yeah. enough. That's a huge part of it, right? It is huge. It is yeah. huge because they are the ones that that set the well, law. It's I mean, a third of the government, right? Th- it's a they third are the, of the government. They don't make the laws, but I'm saying they interpret no, them and they say the this is what this branch. They're the right. judicial. They're one third of this government, basically. They're the only ones that are sane around. Yeah, here. I mean, I'll like be it, honest. It? <laughs> it feels like it right now. It seems like it. <laughs> and luckily they're, uh, you know, uh, you know, making some good decisions. Look, no matter what side you're on, if they're making a decision, that's just what it is. And yeah. unfortunately or fortunately, uh, that's what we have to deal with. But I'm that's supposed- the other thing real quick, man. I got to yeah. tell you something real, th- real quick. So that's one of the differences between uh, progressivism and conservatism, right? Like when conservatism is like handed a ruling that they don't like, you know, they accept it. They might try to challenge it and, you know, try to um, do different things, but, uh, you know, to, uh, they might try to, you know, appeal and those kinds of things. But, um, you know, once it's final and there's no, no room or no avenue for appealing, they, they, they accept it. Yeah. But like on the progressive side, like there's zero acceptance. There'll no. be appeals. And then there's basically just woke ideology comes in and just starts throwing all these kind of crazy, you know, ideas at the ruling and they will not accept it. Like, well, let's face it. Whether you like Donald Trump or not, I'm not going to, we're not going to talk about certain people and, you know, right now at this point, but the reality is when he won the, the Democrats and the the progressives never accepted that. Yeah. Right. Like, I don't know about you, man. Like I've accepted Biden. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's the president. Okay. Here we are. Yeah. Yep. Let's, let's try to make it work. Absolutely. Yep, because it doesn't work if you're grilling against uh, the president who's elected, right? Uh, and you know right. what? No matter what you believe, the bottom line is uh, Biden's there. And personally, yeah. I don't care for it, but you know we have to work with it. Yeah, I mean, this country has to work with it, right? I was going to say back to the Supreme Court yeah. thing yeah. is that they make a ruling. Okay. They say, Hey, yeah. this is, this is what the, the law means. And this is what we're going to, uh, this is, this is the final word on that. Okay. Well, that's not the final word in some people's case, uh, minds, just like right. you alluded to. And so they take it to the streets. <sighs> they yeah. take it, to, they take it to the institutions. They try to change society's, uh, and that's a long-term change, right? So it takes years and years to be indoctrinated or change a society's views on something. And then it'll trickle up to the Supreme Court, you know, 20, 30 years later, right? right. Eventually. So right. that's their last bastion of, no, of hope to change it. So, But they make a lot of noise because especially nowadays with media – it's oh easy gosh. to make a lot of noise and it's easy to influence people. And don't you think that's what, you know, Alan, don't you think that's one of the reasons that, you know, there's been, I don't know, in our lifetime, there's yeah. way more protests now than there was 20 years ago. Yeah. And I think part of that is because 
of media, right? And you know, this information is so accessible and yep. is absolutely besides accessible, it's basically forced down our throats and into <laughs> our minds. I mean, you can unplug and I'm a I'm a, I'm a believer in that. I think that's important yeah. for us to unplug at times because the media is evil. It really is. I don't care what anybody says, it's evil. And you could say, well, technically you're doing a podcast. This is media. Yes, but overall, this is a tiny, tiny fraction of that. And the overall media is shoving anxiety riddled, you know, uh, stories and issues into people's heads to create chaos, which brings them back more and more. And so anyways, media has definitely influenced people. Hey, you're not happy. We'll go protest. And while you're protesting, you know. We're going to, you know, as long as you're not killing people, we'll call it peaceful. I mean, you can burn down an entire city and smash stores and walk in targets and come out with, you know, flat screen TVs and no yeah. one stops you. And that's, that's peaceful because you didn't, you didn't hurt anybody. What's funny about that is that, yeah, all that stuff happens and there's influencing going on with the social media stuff. Yeah. But I, you know, I see, I, I think this started in the nineties like rock the vote or something where yeah. they were like trying to get all these young people to register to vote, which is great. I yeah, think everybody should, should, I think everybody should vote, but yes. the way I saw it at the time yes. was, let me hear this. Cause I know where you're going with this. The way I saw it at the time was let's get more liberal democratic. Yes. Votes. Yes. It wasn't, we want more people registered to vote. We want more people registered and then influenced by us to vote yes. the way that we and think who, you should vote. And who are the ones influenced? The twenty-year-olds, the ch- college-age yes. people, right? It's that way now, Alan. Yeah, don't it's you see it now? Been. Like, uh, like the DMV and like different places are like, are you registered to vote? And like, there's commercials on TV now while you're watching a football game. The NFL, are you like get out and vote? And it's it's yeah. like okay. I don't want to come across as someone that's saying, no, I don't want people voting. I want people voting, but I don't want them influenced to vote that, a certain way. I, that, that campaign to this day still reeks and feels like we need more Democrat vote, voters. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't course. it? I, I don't know. I have it no does. evidence to that, but it just well, feels there that is way. evidence. I, I, I can't speak of it because I didn't do the research prior to this. This just kind of came up in conversation, but there's evidence of that. And well, do you need any more evidence than the fact that like the media is controlled by progressives and that's the media pushing that rock the vote and you know, the institutions are progressive. One of the institutions is the music institutions. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. And it is progressive. I don't like care. We, like we talked about last week with uh, um, uh, Rich and, the, and, and what he said about the music industry in Nashville, you know? Oh yeah. Big and rich. Yeah. Yeah. yeah John Rich. Yep. yep. Right. Talking about uh, how um, exactly great the music again. industry said, you know, shut your mouth and and do as we say, or you won't have a career. Pretty yeah. much, you know? yeah. And I mean, that is so not it's everywhere. uncommon. It's everywhere, it's not uncommon. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. You're exactly right, man. Well, so, so that's what we're talking. Oh man, <laughs> this is what we've been talking about. <laughs> we've been talking Get- about this all. Getting time. together and just just hashing through stuff, man. Oh yeah. Woo! Oh, you know what else we talked about last week? Yeah, we talked about <laughs> we talked about our concerts that we went to. That was awesome yeah. too. But oh man, you know, that was fun doing the concert <laughs> section a little bit. You know, just kind of reminiscing about some of that stuff. 
I mean, I, I, there's so many things and I want to go to a few more concerts. We'll talk off the air about that stuff, but uh, yeah, let's set up some for the next like, you know, year. Uh, yeah, there's dude. some that I got in my, in my eyes, man, in my, yep. in my calendar, like my, my, I got them penciled in, in my calendar, like that I want to talk to you about, like, let's get <laughs> yeah. these, you know? And, yeah, totally. And, uh. We need to oh, do it's it. It's just so awesome. Man. We need to have a, a, at least one concert a month. <laughs> Can you imagine if we could somehow make that work? There's no way, dude. Yeah, I'm not, I'm we got to that... make it happen. Because <laughs> I ain't sitting in nosebleeds anymore, dude. Me either. And you know what? I got to be honest with you. And like, here's a topic we can talk about real quick. I, I'm kind of like over the stadium concerts, man. You know, un- unless they're so I, I, big and yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you. Un- unless you're like within 10 rows on the floor, yeah. then it's a different experience. But anything outside of that is just, you know, you're taking your chance. It, it's basically just saying I was there. Yeah. Right. You, know, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I, I don't feel like I'm connecting with the band when when you're so far away and yeah and it's so, and so when we went to philly to red hot chili peppers we weren't yeah like on we weren't 10 rows back on the floor no although although that venue was in the philadelphia phillies baseball stadium i'm not sure i was thinking about this after yeah. i'm not sure i would have wanted, wanted to bend on that floor because like yeah i think it, it was general i think it was general admission on the floor was it Okay. I think so. so well, you see, get I wouldn't in there, do that for sure. No, me either. You get in there and you got to take a leak or you want to go get another drink or something. You leave your spot. Are you ever getting back there? No way. You're done. Yeah. And I got to pee at least three times during a concert. Yeah. I mean, now. your prostate is just begging for mercy. <laughs> so I'm peeing on the guy in front of me's leg. Oh, yeah. it's dr- Well, and it's dripping out of you anyways. Most of the concert. <laughs> I got no control. <laughs> Those sphincters are wrecked. Uh, they're they're shredded, man. Oh, they're loose. <laughs> I mean, oh. Oh, no. Anyway, so that was cool. Dribbling. But, yeah. So, hey, man, let's talk about. <laughs> let's shift gears here for a second. Yeah, go ahead. Let's talk about some like modern day sports right now. There's some, <laughs> there's some amazing things. Oh happening my gosh. Right now. All right. Yeah, I love it. This is, this is another topic that we love talking about. And I remember, you know, being back, uh, living in upstate New York and yeah, I'm an Orioles fan. You're a Yankee fan. And we used to talk about stuff. Remember, I, I used to go to the gym, believe it or not. And uh, with <laughs> you remember the old days, those <laughs> days are long gone. <laughs> now I'm lucky if I drive by a gym. But, uh, but anyway, yeah. And, uh, remember that guy that, that, that we were talking about baseball and the, oh, I baseball, know, you know, all sorts of like, and, and I'm a baseball fan, yeah. but it's, it's admittedly probably my third favorite sport out of like, but it's in my top three. Uh, it's, it's your probably first favorite sport, right? Yeah. 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 I, yeah. It's uh baseball, hockey, football for me. Okay. And, for me, it's and, probably football. And I say basketball, but let me let me expand on that really quick. I grew up with Michael Jordan in the NBA. I know. Okay, so yeah. that's why it was number two. And actually, at that time, it might have been number one. But it should have been for me too because that that was like exciting oh, time. 
Man. He was following Magic and Bird and like when it was a great, great sport and league back then. It's completely different now. And I actually hate the NBA now. Yeah. Um, because all the wokeism. Yeah. So actually baseball might be number two. Yes, okay. exactly. All the wokeism and, you know, all that stuff. But but I can't take ba- or basketball out of my top three because – I'm still living in the past kind of with that, you know, and I love the sport of basketball. I just don't like the direction of like the professional leagues and, and those kinds of things. So, well, I mean, I feel the same way about baseball. Baseball, uh, yeah. you know, is, is so traditional. And then, you know, over the last few years, they've been changing rules and like doing this and that and the other thing. And then, you know, they, they're bringing in, you know, Gay Pride Day and Los Mets and all this stuff. Oh my gosh! It's Which whatever. Is all woke stuff. It, it's like, tr- it's, it's trying never been to, there before. Right, right. And what's the point? What's the point of having a Gay Pride Day? But anyway, uh, we do that another day. But I, I'm just saying, it, it's it's a lot more woke, and it kind of it has nothing to do with the game. And so that's what bothers me about it. They're using it as a vehicle for something else. And, and they should never do that with baseball. Baseball is, is the same, pretty much the same rules minus a few things over, over a hundred years. That's why you can compare, uh, you can compare Babe Ruth stats with Aaron judges stats or Roger Maris's stats with Aaron judges, which is what we're going to talk about. Another thing, you know? So, it, and, and that's one of the reasons why I was, I've been gravitating toward hockey since I've been up there, uh, yeah. in 2009, yeah. I, I was like, oh yeah, I get, get back into hockey because hockey is no, no, no bullshit stuff, man. Yeah. They, yeah. uh, there's not a lot of yeah. pomp and circumstance around it. There is no. some stuff, but it's not nearly as bad it's as not. MLB and NFL it's not. And definitely and- basketball. I wish I liked the sport more because it represents I everything I believe in, man. And like, I just, I got to work on that, but my life's pretty busy right now. So I don't know if I have room for a new sport anyways. <laughs> it's tough. It is tough to, to get yeah. into a whole new sport. Yeah. Uh, but Aaron judge, man, come so on. He's All right. Hit, so where's he at? He's at 60 homers right now. I think 60. I yeah. Believe. He tied by Babe Ruth. I think. Yeah. He tie, tied Babe Ruth. Just saying that, just let's just pause on that for a second. You yeah. tied Babe Ruth for yeah. a record in the but MLB. Listen to this though. This is insane, man. That's so amazing. he he's in the running to like break Babe Ruth and Roger Maris's records, which are 60 and 61. Yeah. Okay. Which Say what you want with Bonds and Sosa and McGuire. Like, did they really beat those guys if they were using steroids or not? That's a that's a talk we can talk about, right? Yeah. But let's say he beats Maris, so he gets two more home runs this year. Right. You know, pre 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 steroid era, then he possibly was, you know, hit the most home runs of all time. But it doesn't end there. So let's say he does that. Right. He's in the run right now for the triple crown. Yeah. When was the He's last leading? Triple? I don't know the stats on that. Do you? Uh, no, I'm going to look it up right now while you're okay. talking. So here's the thing. Triple crown. Yeah. What's that? Batting average. So Aaron judge right now in the AL is leading in batting average, 
home runs, RBIs. Yeah. So not only is he like crushing the home run, like records or like moving up, passing, you know, tying Babe Ruth, possibly going to pass Maris and Ruth, but he's likely, unless he goes into some sort of slump in the next like week and a half, there's not that many games left. He's going to win the triple crown. <laughs> All right. A, let me... it's, it's an unbelievable season. It's literally unbelievable. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's historic. It is historic. Okay. Let me tell you tell me. <clears throat> the last triple crown winner, 2012 in the AL. Do you think you can name it? 2012. 2012. A American, American League guy. 2012. So that's 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. uh, give, give me a division. Uh, AL Central. I don't know if it was Central back then, but probably. I honestly have no idea, man. I wanted to say Detroit. Mike Trout. Okay, Detroit. Miguel Cabrera. There you go. Yeah. yeah. He's a yeah. beast. Yeah. All famer. First so that was tw- 2012. And before that, okay, before that, Carl Yastrzemski in oh 1967. <laughs> yeah. So 67 <laughs> to 2012. Right. And then a yeah. possible 2022. It's possible. It might not happen. Yeah. And before but that's that, how rare it is. Okay, so check this out. In '66, yeah. it was Frank Robinson of Baltimore, of course. And the following year, Carl Yastrzemski did it. So two back years to in back a row. years. Yeah. So, so that's cool. Wow. There's a triple crown winner uh, in back to back years. Before Frank, Mickey Mantle in '56. So, so and then year, was that and then Ted before? Williams did it twice in '42 and '47. Come on, man. I mean, you have the highest batting average. You hit the most home runs and the most RBIs. You are literally in a league of your own. Yeah. Yeah. You are the man. That's an MVP, man. And I get that they're talking about Otani being the MVP with the Angels because we've never seen a guy who can pitch like him and hit like him. I agree. It is completely – it's historic in itself. Again, not since not since Babe Ruth, as yeah, somebody right. what struck out struck out as many people and had as many home runs in one. But season. how do you pick between those two guys? You got a guy almost going to hit the triple crown, you know, possibly going to hit the triple crown, and then you have this guy that plays offense and defense. Oh man, that that's going to be a tough one to. Who's think- who's the MVP? All right, let's just say they, Aaron. Can they be co-MVPs? Because man, they're both incredible. It's both. It's both historic. It's incredible. I would. I would. Okay. I would say that if Otani, uh, um, you know, n- nobody has hit as many home runs or struck out as many people in the same season since Babe Ruth did it. Okay, I'm pretty sure that's the stat on that. With so him, we're talking about with Otani. Yeah. So yeah. we're talking about like 100 years, 80, 80 to 90 years, Man. all right, uh, of something that's never been done since then, right? Yeah. So do you give the nod to that? Or do you give the nod to a triple crown, which doesn't happen every year either? Triple crown, but it's not just the triple crown. It's the guy that's going to pass Babe Ruth and Maris in home runs. So it's one uh, thing to lead the league in home runs if you're yeah. if you hit 45. 
Right. Okay. Right. You could lead it at 45 plus have the average, you know, your batting average and your RBIs and still win right. the triple crown. So yeah. triple crown in and of itself, you just read the statistics, right? Yeah. Like you read the facts. It's really rare. But when it's really rare and you're also flirting with crushing the most home runs of all time inside of that triple crown. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know how you choose. And think I, about, I almost think judge, but I'm partial because I'm a Yankees fan, man. Well, I, you know, now that uh, since you mentioned that, I and I didn't take this into consideration. If he beats Maris and Babe Ruth's home run records, okay, man. then that's got to tip the scale a little bit. Yeah, he's not leading judge. the league with 45 home runs. He's no, 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 sixty right now. Right, right. And uh, and think about this just real quick. Yastrzemski in '67. Nobody in two th- until 2012. That means that went, is incredible. So that means you went through all of the 70s. Think about all the great batters, all I of the know. 80s, I all know. of the 90s. I know. All and the, the 2000s. 2000s. The two, or wait, wait, what was it? 2012. 2012. Yeah, the 2000s. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> that makes me appreciate Yastrzemski more than I already did. I know. And the guys you mentioned, you know, Frank Robinson and, you know, Mickey Mantle. And I mean, obviously they all big name people. But and then before that was Ted Williams two years. <laughs> How about that? Two years in a row. No, Dude. it wasn't. It wasn't in a row. It was 42 and 47. OK, so still, it was like five years later. He did two triple again. crowns, though, man. But he was like back to back triple crowns. Nobody else did it in between those five years, you know. Right. Oh, right. Right. Okay. Back to back triple crowns, but nobody. Okay. Gotcha. But not but consecutive. Two years, triple crowns, man. <laughs> That's why you know they got to bring his head back to life. You know, didn't he? Didn't he? Like cryo freeze his brain or something? I have no idea. I don't That's know. Insane. Or that was Walt Disney, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Um. Well, one last thing. Let's talk about with yeah. sports, and then let's get okay. on to right. some other stuff. But go ahead. Um. Huge news last night, man. Oh, I know what you're gonna say. Pulholtz. Pulholtz. Amazing. Hit his seven six hundred and ninety-ninth and 700th home run. Seven hundredth. He's one of four people in the history of baseball to hit seven hundred home runs. I was that, rooting for him. I was rooting for him. What's awesome about that, and we were talking about this off the air right before. But uh, he hit it in consecutive at-bats against L.A. in L.A. I mean, think about that for a second. So you're like you said, you you go to the game. OK, <laughs> you yeah. go to the game and pool holes is at 698. Maybe you're hoping to see the 699th. OK, <laughs> but then but then he hits two. Incredible, incredible. Um, I was and I'm, so, I'm so happy for him, man. I really I was am. Rooting, yeah, I was rooting for him too, man. Like, you know, he's he's just a good guy. He's been, you know, in, an incredible player, skilled, yeah. but also humble. Yeah, and you know, he's great for baseball. Yeah, and you know, uh, you know, hats off, congratulations, Albert Pujols. Mm. incredible man great job i agree 100 percent. and somebody who's really good for baseball because you know you don't hear about him in the no, news you don't you don't hear about him beating up a woman on an elevator Women. yeah you, exactly. know, you don't you know 
I don't know if he does or doesn't, but you don't hear about it. You know, if he did, you would, I think. Yeah, you yeah, know? absolutely. But you know, here's the thing: there's somebody who's who's um, dedicated. He's a man. He's dedicated, right? Yeah. He's disciplined, yep. Yep. right? He's tr- doing the best. He's hardworking. He's doing the best for his family. He had an opportunity to make millions, and he came through with it. Yeah. Does he have a ring? I'm not sure if he does. I don't think he does. He doesn't need a ring. He hit 700 home runs. (laughs) That is his ring. He's going to go to the grave. Dude, rings are overrated. I mean, I'm all about like winning the championship. That's the whole reason why you play. Listen, I'm all about winning the championship, and it's not about personal, like, no, it's not. It's it's not about personal, you know, you know, goals and, and, and and so forth. But I think there's too much emphasis on that sometimes because here's the the championship ring. Yes. And I'll tell you why. Here's why I want to hear this because it's, we're talking about team sports, man. We're talking about basketball, football, baseball, hockey, right? Different. If we're talking about golf, tennis, individual sports are completely different. And, you know, how many, think about this for a second. How many great players have been on teams that never won championships and that has tarnished their legacies. And it's going to be trout. Maybe right. That's in baseball. But like, I think of so many other, you know, Mm. examples, we could rip names off all night long. basketball. You know, Charles Barkley, Carl Malone, you know, all sorts of guys that never doing you. I mean, that never won a championship. You know, we can talk about, we can talk about football, Dan Marino. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, I think we've put too much emphasis on that. You know, he plays on a team where there's essentially 22, well, more than that because special teams, but there's more than 22 starters on football. He's one guy. He was dominant. He did yeah. everything he could do. And you could say, well, if he was good enough or whatever, he would have put him, you know, put him over the mark. But I don't think that's true sometimes, man. But dude, I, 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 I have to disagree with you on this because, ahead, all right, I disagree with you on this because that's the whole point of why you're playing. You, you want to get the world series trophy. You want to hold that thing up with champagne and sure. trying. You want to get the super. No, Bowl I agree trophy. with you on that. I agree with you on that. So how can, how can you not, that is the reason why you play. You can ask. I agree. I'm not saying it's not the reason why they are playing. I'm saying too much emphasis on their legacies based on whether they won championships or not. That's what I'm saying because it's not just, it wasn't just them. I mean, so many other things came to play. Like how about the general managers of the teams, the people that put the teams together? Right. Well, how, you know, how many and, players aren't in the Hall of Fame that didn't win that have these incredible there's stats? A bunch of them still make the Hall of Fame. Yeah. 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 I'll agree with that. I mean, I think, you know, winning the championship puts definitely puts you on another level. It and, does. And, and it but says, should like, it? and says, you know, you can lead a team to yeah. the, you know, to the promised land and all that stuff. Should it but though? if you Hold don't, on a second. Okay. Should it though? Because think of like guys like Trent Dilfer that won, like led his team <laughs> to a championship. Is yeah. he a Hall of Famer? Of course he's not. Okay. Right. Yeah. So like 
when you're comparing two guys that are excellent players and then mm. one has won a championship and one hasn't, the guy who's the excellent player that has won the championship is going to get the nod. And I understand that and I respect that. But, but Dilford also, doesn't have the stats either. He doesn't. So that's I'm not comparing apples to apples with him. Okay. But I'm just saying if you are comparing apples and apples and one guy has a championship, you're going to give him the nod. But part of me is saying – it's not all the guy's fault. It's not the guy's fault that didn't win the championship. It's not all his fault. There's a general manager. There's an owner. There's a you know putting a team together. There's so many factors uh, that no. go into all that. You're right. That I'm just like I get. Again, I think championships should be considered when discussing these things. Yeah. But I think it's my opinion is it's overemphasized mm. because if you know did the guy have something to do with it? Sure. But like there were lots of guys that could have done the same thing in that same system with the same team surrounding him, but didn't have that opportunity. So in football, in football, you you look at somebody like Dan Marino who has incredible stats, but you know he can't control the defense. No, you know he he can't go out there and stop. He can't. A drive. He had a pretty good offense. He had Mark Duper and Clayton as wide receivers. There, they were they had a good offense. Mm. Um. But they just didn't have the team to get him over the top. They just didn't. And so, so if is he that did, Dan Marino's so, fault? Could he have done more? I don't know. He was like the – he had the best stats in that whole era. Yeah. Better than better than Jim Kelly, better than Joe Montana, better than John Elway. In, the, in that era, his stats were better. So why didn't he win a Super Bowl? And I think it's the whole team. And it's got to be the, and the other factors. Yeah, the other factors. So just because you're – he was the best quarterback of the 80s stat-wise. so. Yeah. I mean, definitely. I think he was and, – And Montana he, won the Super Bowls, right, and got yeah. all the snow to right. Montana's yep. a great quarterback, had some Amazing. good stats. Right. But he had Jerry Rice, John Taylor, Roger Craig, Ronnie Lott, <laughs> Charles Haley. It's different. Yeah. 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 I, I see what you're saying there. I definitely do. But I don't think getting into the Hall of Fame or talking about how good a player is. Yep. You know, that's the icing on the cake for sure. Because I think we both agree Dan Marino is an incredible quarterback. Sure. And I think we can talk about other players like, like Trout, who – Maybe a Hall of Fame player without a ring. He's definitely going to be Hall of Famer. I mean, you know what I mean? Dominated baseball. Like, there's been nothing like him in, right. in, in a long time. But yes, might not get a ring. You're Same right. thing with Otani. He's going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, unless he gets hurt because he hasn't unless been in the league very long. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, like, yeah. this is an unusual guy. And, right. you know, he's playing for a team that ain't going to get a ring. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's All right. cool stuff, man, to talk about. Yeah, it's uh, a lot of cool stuff going on. Um, yeah, so I, I think we should let, – let's just change topics here real quick and talk about yeah. this uh, wokeism stuff because we got a few minutes left here. Let's like yeah. get into it a bit. Okay. Yeah, we talked about that. So we kind of did like an intro in like the wokeism stuff last time. Just what you know, what is what is wokeism, right? And and that kind of thing, and um, talked about the definition a little bit, but you know, uh, so this week we kind of wanted to talk about we, we well we saw this this case, we saw this this um, article that talked about a Canadian teacher, hmm. um, 
Her name was Heather Thijesmeyer. Thijesmeyer? I'm probably not saying that right. She's a math coordinator and teacher in Ontario, Canada. She's got two um, J's in her name. Yeah, you know that she's messed up just from. <laughs> but she's a math coordinator in Ontario, Canada. And she said, here you go. All right. Hear me out here. Here we go. This is not false. This isn't this happened. She said two plus two equaling four. Two plus two equals four is white supremacy. Whoop. <laughs> what in the what, what in the does that mean? I think that's two plus two equals four is uh basic math. I mean, I may be wrong by that because I'm no mathematician, but give me two apples. Yep. Give me two oranges. Right. How many pieces of fruit do I have? I think you got four. Is that because you and I are white? But it could it could be that you're just racist. I don't know. I think it is. I think it's really not four. You and I are just racist. Yeah, two plus two equals racist. Yeah. 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 What? What? Can somebody please explain that to me? What is no explanation? There's no. It's called woke, progressive insanity. So she was quoted as saying, "Listen to this." She's quoted as saying, there are many math education practices that we white folks, because she's white, by the mm. way, I should have added that in there. Right. We white folk don't see as racist or supremacist because they are so ingrained in our background and experiences, and we have been the ones to benefit from them. <laughs> have you benefited from two plus two equals four? In what way? Well, if you gave me $2, yes, I would benefit from it. Right. But is it because you were white that I gave you two dollars? Yeah, because we get, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I still don't understand it. How how does she come up with that conclusion? She's out of her mind. How does that come? How does that conclusion be obtained? How how does how is that white supremacy? How how is that privileges? Yeah, everybody can say you're bringing up these fringe examples. This isn't fringe examples, folks. This is all over. And it's not just in Canada. It's in the U.S. too. Um, in Cal- so listen to this. In California, calculus yep. was de-emphasized. So they de-emphasized calculus. Because they're too stupid to figure it out? Basically, they pulled programs for academically gifted students, which calculus is not what you – you don't have to take calculus in high school. It's It's like an elective. So essentially the gifted students, the the smart students, they pulled certain programs and de-emphasized calculus. Instead, they chose to apply social justice principles to math lessons. So they start they're starting to put in like, you know, social like in the word problems and like, you know, you, you know in math, the social yeah. issues into those problems. Right. But there's no there, there there's no um like Johnny goes to a uh, march, and <laughs> he, if he kills if, two people with his. <laughs> if he boots. starts, if he starts at one end of the march, and by the end of the march, you know, I mean, okay, so what? This is exactly what we've been talking about with institutions yeah. and how they uh, manipulate oh, and indoctrinate and. Uh, tell people how, how they try to change society. 
Yeah. This is exactly the example that we're talking about. I still don't understand how two plus two equals four is. Well, white we're not going to we're not going to solve that or understand it because it's yeah. not for the sane mind to understand. It's not. It's for the <laughs> insane mind. And you know, there's this trend in education, and you know. The people on the progressive side will tell you that's a talking point. It doesn't exist. We just gave you an example of how they're dumbing down calculus in California, uh, right? And, and 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 also putting in these social uh, these social justice principles into the math lessons. That is essentially something called critical race theory. And there's a huge trend in education to adopt. You know, especially in math, math teaching principles that are rooted in CRT, and, mm. and and the people on the progressive left will tell you there is no CRT. It's just made up by the right. It's not happening in our in our academics. But that's it is. a lie. It's yeah. happening. There's examples everywhere. If you look, if you're an open minded person that will look, you will find them. And I, we even found them in our local districts. Some books that kids were reading were sexually explicit stuff for like, and I'm not talking about like. A 17-year-old. I'm talking about like a sixth grader. Right. Right. And, and that's – okay, folks. The, we talk about how institutions do this and this is I, – I, you know, I can't even tell you how upsetting this is because this is like under the, under the radar basically uh, and um, sliding through no matter how we talk about it and how much we talk about it. What can we do as men to, to fight this stuff? And I'll tell you what I'm doing. My kids are in a private school Yep. because I, and, and I make sure I go over stuff and look at their work. Yes. And you can do the same thing with, you don't have to have, Alan, you know, you're a man. Your job is to protect your kids. Are you looking into what they're learning and what they're hearing and what they're seeing and what absolutely. they're being taught? Yes. Yes, I am. And, it, and I would do the same thing if it was a, Public school. Yes. 100%. 100%. And, you know, just because. It's our jobs. Yeah. Uh, that's that's what we do. Listen, you, you work within your means, okay? I happen to be fortunate enough to be able to have that opportunity for my kids, okay? Because guess what? I worked hard in my own life. Yeah. You're not privileged. To, You're not no. privileged. Neither of you, you, neither you or I have a butler at our houses. We nope. bust our tails to make yep. money. And yep. we, here's the thing, man. We're yep. not, we're not independently wealthy. No, we make sacrifices because I also send my kids to a, a private school. We yep. make sacrifices to send our kids to those schools so that they are taught things that matter. Like in math, two plus two equals four. And that doesn't make you racist. Right. It makes it good math. You, <laughs> I'm speechless. I don't yeah, even know what to I say know. about it's it. Insane. It's just, it's yeah. insane. But okay. you know. All right. So number one, uh, kids are very vulnerable to learning how the world works. Yeah, you tell them anything, they believe it if they trust you and they and they respect you. Let exactly. Right? Yes. They believe anything. That's like, why let's you face should... it. They believe in Santa Claus because their parents tell them. Yeah. 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 And in some ways, that's a real thing, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, you know, it's just different in the minds of a child, right? But, okay. Right, exactly. So, uh, so if they can 
do that or believe in that. They can believe in anything that the institutions tell. tell them. I'm not with them throughout their eight hour day at school every day. And to be honest with you, I don't have the, uh, I, I I'm just, I'm not, I'm, I'm tired enough to not be able to do that 24 seven. All right. Other, not. other people are maybe, but I'm not that kind of a person where I have to hover and look, but I did do my research yes. and I do look over stuff. Yeah. It's kind of like spot checks, if you will. Right. Well, because the reality is, Alan, like you've got another, you've got so many other things on your plate that as yeah. a man to take yeah. care of that, that can only be a part of it. You can't, you can't exhaust all of your time and energy and effort into like looking into those things, but you do need to look into them and make sure yes. that they're okay. Right. Right. We're not talking about looking at every last word that they write or, right. but we're talking about like an overall sense of, you know, what are they being taught? Yes. You know, does it, what is the does curriculum it align with my ideals? Does it, you know, is it truth? Is it truth or is it woke ideology BS that is not healthy for their little minds to, they, they can't, they can't, they're too in, they're in too influenced at this age that they can't even make their own judgment on some of the stuff. You I have to guide them. Just like, I don't want them to learn, about, uh, you know, skinheads and, and that ideology. I don't want them to learn about the other side. Right. So I, I, they need to know that, uh, society works, um, the way that society works in reality and what you have to do as an individual to, uh, uh, contribute to it. Right. Yeah. And so like, you know, we brought up this, this, you know, example of a Canadian professor or teacher. And then I also gave you an example of in California, but here's another thing. Go ahead. 2020. So 2020, two years ago, the math, here you go. The (laughs) mathematical association of America. Okay. All right. M A A, I guess. I don't know. Um, gave this quote. (laughs) Go ahead. I'm going to give you the quote. All right. It is time for all members of our profession to acknowledge that mathematics is created by humans. Let me just stop there for a second. Is mathematics created by humans? No. No. It's just it just exists. Right. And now I'm not going to get into some like philosophical, religious, you know, spirituality type stuff, but the reality is whether humans are there or not, if I give you if I have two apples and I give you two more, now you have four. There's no, there's no, there's no, that, that wasn't created by humans. You now have four apples. Okay. So (laughs) it is time for all members of our profession to acknowledge that mathematics is created by humans and therefore, and therefore inherently carries human biases until this occurs. Our community and our students cannot reach our full potential until we acknowledge that there are human biases. We cannot as a humanity in a community and students reach our full potential. That's in America in 2020, the math, the national math, national math <laughs> profession. I mean, come on. Do our kids stand a chance if that's what the, the philosophy is? This is so far out there that it's laughable. Okay. Oh, it's laughable, but it makes me angry. 
you're so far into uh, I'm talking about the mathematical professional association or whatever. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to just say this. Go fuck yourself, man, because you're way the fuck out there. All right. You're either so far into the weeds or somebody's has their hand up your ass and puppeteering you because they are funding your profession or funding your association or something's up because that makes zero sense. And to, and you think you're like on a higher intellectual plane with all of this stuff. Yeah. You're just pushed that way. uh, Philosophy is, is, is pushed that way. It's, 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 it's insane. It's insane. So the lady there that we were talking about, the Ontario teacher, she actually put out a chart. Oh, uh, Heather, God. Heather Thigesmeyer. Yeah. And she put out a chart said white supremacy in math education. And it was a pyramid and the top, you know, the top part of the pyramid is overt white supremacy, like obvious white supremacy, right. which is segregated classes yeah. using the N word. Is there segregated classes anymore? No. Thank you. Are you allowed to use the N word without being chastised? No. No. And rightfully so. Rightfully yeah. So, okay, so overt white supremacy is segregated classes, the N-word, racist jokes, and racist word problems. Okay, those are all things that you and I and everybody with common sense and two brain cells would say, those are racist things. They shouldn't happen in America, and 150 million percent we agree that that is not correct and not right and shouldn't happen. I will say this about that, if you don't mind me interrupting you here real quick. Racist jokes. Just real quick. Okay. okay. Yeah, right. because that might be it. You're right. You're right. Here's a good spot. Yep. Because I, I, I'm just going to say that a joke is a is a joke, man. Okay. And, and, and that's a whole other podcast for us where wokeism has attacked the comedic culture. Right. All we right. need to talk about that. Maybe we'll save that for the next time. Yeah. Because- but you're right. Joking – I feel like pretty much anything is not off limits for jokes. If, Absolutely. if it's a comedian, right? Like if that. You're, yeah, if you're offended by a joke, then don't even go see if, that comedian. If, even if you feel like that person is not joking. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Exactly. We're, yeah. So, right, so anyways, ahead. real quick. So the bottom part of the bottom part of the um, pyramid. Right. So, so I mentioned the, the the obvious overt white supremacy, which we could even make an argument that racist jokes is um, you know shouldn't be in there, but definitely the N word, sure, segregated classes. Okay, right. that's obvious, unacceptable right. in math education or any education. Right. The bottom is covert white supremacy. Covert, somewhat acceptable in math education and kind of under the radar. Two plus two equals four. We talked about that. Ridiculous. How about the quote? Here's, I'm going to give you a quotation. Just stick to the math. Just, the, the, the phrase, just stick to the math, is covert white supremacy. What does that even... Okay. Just stick to the math? What? What is it? I don't about, even know what that means. How about standardized testing? Is covert white supremacy. So you shouldn't be test on the standards that you can reach. In other words, take everything that is important to a man, working hard, striving hard, and excelling in things right. to provide and protect and excel for your family, and take that away 
everyone is equal. Everyone's equal. No, I got I got a I got a really like incredible groundbreaking thing for for you today. <laughs> Not everybody is equal. Mm. You know what? You're a better drummer than I am. I'm a terrible drummer and you're a really good drummer. And you know what? You're a better basketball player than I am. Okay. We are not equal. We're not equal. Well, that must mean you're, that you're racist then. I'm a racist. Yeah. I'm racist because so, I mean, I'm a better drummer than you. There, the, there's other things on the bottom here. Deficit thinking, um, dismissing alternative algorithms, racial hierarchy and mathematics, tracking, streaming, Eurocentric math curriculum. Um <laughs> Assuming math is neutral, I actually read somewhere that they said something about. Like that. Um, they said something about your uh, dog's going off. That's my dog. He's pissed about this. He's is pissed because he, <laughs> my dog knows that two plus two equals four. Your dog must be a racist. He's he is racist. He's black and brown, so I, I can't be racist. I got a black and brown dog. I got a black dog. Yeah. But anyways, those were some of the things that were like covert white supremacy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, your dog is such a dick. I he love is it. a dick. He's just I like his it. own. It's like a perfect union. Oh, <laughs> uh, we got so much more to talk about about this. We can <sighs> save it for next week, man. Yeah. If you're cool with that. But listen, like Go ahead. hit us up with your thoughts, folks. Yeah. Like on some of the stuff. Cause you know, we're, we, you know, Alan and I, you know, we share a lot of the same ideals and, and thoughts, but not, not completely the same. And we'd love to hear yours. You know, listen, yeah. I may follow a certain philosophy, a uh, certain um, ideology, but I want to hear yours because, you know, I'm open to changing. I'm open-minded. Well, um, here's another, like, uh, you know, Generalism is that uh, Republican leaning or right leaning are kooks and they uh, are closed minded. But I know James for a long, long time and I'm the same way. I'm willing to listen to, uh, you know, some some ideas or thoughts about these things and go, ah, I didn't hear, you know, I didn't understand that perspective. Um, yes. But you're still wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. No, no, no. <laughs> No, but that's a joke because we yeah, like yeah. to joke. But the reality well, I can't is, joke. I can't joke in this no, society. You're a racist. Sorry, racist. No, I mean, I'm not walking in your shoes, man. Yeah. I'm not walking in anybody else's shoes but my own. So let me walk in your shoes at least as closely to that as I can so I can understand because I'd love to to change my mind on certain things and be a, be a help to, to society because that's the reality that we need that. Exactly. So anyways, what's our email? It is – this is what we have been talking at gmail.com. Yeah. This is what we've been talking at gmail.com. So right. hit us with your thoughts, your opinions, maybe stories of walking in your shoes so we can understand those. And that would be great for us. Um, We're going to be talking about woke culture, uh, you know, for the next couple of weeks, weeks for sure. Yeah. Let's talk and about it. Yep. We can pick up this next week um, about this, uh, you know, math white supremacy thing and talk a little bit we, more about it, expound on it. Yeah. And we've got some other like 
uh, stories that we've kind of been looking into that we're going to kind of bring up too. So oh, yeah. uh, definitely, definitely uh, stay tuned and um, we'd love to hear from you as well. Yeah. So until next week, man, uh, it's always good to talk to you, brother. Yeah, man. This is what we've been talking about. This is what we've been talking about. Woo! Uh, until next time, man. <laughs> Everybody have a great week. All right. Yep. Absolutely. Stay clean. Whatever that All means. Right. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye.